Hello, everybody. My name is Maria, and I am a compulsive overeater. Hi, Maria. And we are on um, the chapter, chapter 7, Working with Others. So we're going to talk about step 12. The step on the wall says, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. So there's three parts there. And if I separate them, I think that there's no accident in the timing. It says that before I do anything, I have to have a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, which means maybe I need to take steps 1 through 11 <laughs> in order to have that. And then I'm going to try to carry that message to other alcoholics. That is primary to pr me practicing these principles in all my affairs. I think the way that I practice these principles most of the time is how I carry the message to alcoholics. And then that carries over into how I treat my family and how I, because I see myself. I see myself only by being objective with someone else. I can't be objective with me. So I, I try to carry it. Um, it doesn't say that you force it on people. Um, and it doesn't say that I have to actually succeed in doing it. I'm trying to carry it. Um, I need a message first to carry though. So um, the most important thing it, it, that I found in our book when I started to study it was that step 12 is discussed from the very cover page all the way through. And, um, you know, the way I was brought through the steps was to look for that and to put a little note in my margin, WWO, working with others. Um, it's... It's, a, it's an interesting take on studying the book. When you go back and you redo it with, with a sponsee, you can look for those spots where uh, it highlights working with others and just make a note. Uh, they are all going to give me information about mostly, I think it's pr their promises and warnings. I need to do this. I'm going to have to, you know, eventually repay what I've been so generous, generously given or I'm not going to be able to keep it. I've been taught that spirituality should not be used as a sponge. It can't be soaked up for my own well-being. Yay me. Look at me. I'm sober and abstinent, and I am so spiritual now. That, that is no, there's, no, um, there's no channel there. The, the, muddies, the waters will muddy, right, and I won't have anything to give away. But if I keep the channel clean, those clean running waters are just going to be amazingly, you know, sparkling, clear. I got that, that spiritual conscious uh, contact. And then I can have, have actually something to give to somebody else. So what we like to do is we like to go from the beginning of the book and highlight so just some of them. There's a lot of places where there's places that tell me I've got to do this thing. So we're going to start on page XVI. And uh, we're going to move fast for this. If afterwards you'd like to take a picture of the notes that I have here so that you have them, you can certainly do that. Um, so on page XVI, prior to his journey in Akron, the broker had worked hard with many alcoholics on the theory that only an alcoholic could help an alcoholic, but he had succeeded only in keeping sober himself. The broker had gone to Akron on a business venture which had collapsed, leaving him greatly in fear that he might start drinking again. He suddenly realized that, in order to save himself, he must carry his message to another alcoholic. Page XXV. In the course of his third treatment, he acquired certain ideas concerning a possible means of recovery. 
As part of his rehabilitation, he commenced to present his conceptions to other alcoholics, impressing upon them that they must do likewise with still others. This, that whole idea, has become the basis of a rapidly growing fellowship of these men and their families. This man and over 100 others have appeared to be recovered. This is Bill W. Bill W. has a white light spiritual experience while laying in a hospital bed. He was accumulating spiritual knowledge over his relapses. And at this just the right time, something happened, and it stuck, and he had a spiritual awakening. And it's been said that you cannot shut up a spiritual awakening. You just can't hold that back. Um, The desire comes from within, and I am sitting... My own experience is I'm sitting in a room and somebody's suffering and I have an answer and I want to give it. I want them to have what I was so freely given. And there's nothing that's going to stop me from trying to carry that to them. I can't force it. took me some practice and some sad moments (laughs) of forcing, but I can't force that. I just can't. It just comes. And it's amazing to watch in other people. Page 9 The door opened and he stood there, fresh-skinned and glowing. There was something about his eyes. He was inexplicably different. What had happened? I pushed a drink across the table and he refused it. Disappointed but curious, I wondered what had got into the fellow. He wasn't himself. Come, what's all this about, I queried. He looked straight at me. Simply but smilingly, he said, I've got religion. I was aghast. So that was it. Last summer, an alcoholic crackpot. Now I suspected a little cracked about religion. He had that starry-eyed look. Yes, the old boy was on fire, all right. But bless his heart, let him rant. Besides, my gin would last longer than his preaching. But he did no ranting. In a matter-of-fact way, he told how two men had appeared in court, persuading the judge to suspend his commitment. They had told of a simple religious idea and a practical program of action, and that was two months ago. And the result was self-evident. It worked. This is a story about how Bill W. was 12-step by Ebby. Uh, I think Ebby really didn't want to do it. I think he reluctantly went, went to Bill and tried to, you know, carry this message that he got through the Oxford groups. And, uh, you know, luckily, Ebby, maybe because he was so hands-off with it, you know, he said some things to Bill. He, he didn't tell him that he had to do anything. He told him, as a matter of fact, he said, maybe you should come up with your own concept about spirituality, about God. And that that helped Bill tremendously. But the point blank fact is that it was Bill got the message from someone, and it was language of the heart that reached Bill. He knew how Abby drank, so he didn't have to do a lot of qualification. He already knew, and here he was, a miracle sitting before him. He was sober. Um... It was just the right timing because Bill said he was hopeless, so he had to listen. He was hopeless. On page 14, my friend had emphasized the absolute necessity of demonstrating these principles in all of my affairs. Particularly was it imperative to work with others as he had worked with me. Faith without works was dead, he said, and how appallingly true for the alcoholic. For if an alcoholic failed to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others, he could not survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. If he did not work, he would surely drink again, and if he drank, he would surely die. Then faith would be dead indeed. With us, it is just like that. 
um, again, this is Bill and Ebby telling him, you know, it's not enough to just believe. I've got to actually practice these principles in all my affairs. Procedure. And, uh... I think there was a phone call. I think it turned it off, so just keep going. So I was, st I was steady Eddie through this whole heart procedure thing. I didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, you know, he ended up not being able to have a simple one-hour uh, one procedure to open-heart surgery. And I have to tell you that, you know, I continued to talk to sponsees. I continued the whole time to talk to sponsees. They are my lifeline. They are my lifeline because why? They get me out of me. It would have done me no good to sit there and talk about my perceived problem, which was not even about me. It was my husband. How can I be useful to him, practice these principles with him while he's there, which he was unconscious, so I really couldn't do anything for him. But I could do things for other people. That's an awakened spirit. That didn't happen all automatically on, on my part. I can't make that happen. I'm selfish and self-centered. You know, the, the real Maria, um, sick and suffering Maria, would have been like, oh, this is happening to me. What am I going to do? And I would have been in fear. What if, what if, what if, right? Not even any of those thoughts came to mind. That's miraculous, miraculous to me. So what I'm doing is I'm cut, I'm 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 saving up some spiritual I'm banking spirituality really I'm putting it putting it away for a rainy day because they're gonna come, you know and they they have come for me and not that those are horrible experiences I've gone through deaths of people and I've gone through you know it's, it's just life but for me whoever reacts to everything you know could have put me over the edge but the steps kept me very stable thank God. So on page 20, we're going to talk about our very lives as ex-problem drinkers depend upon my constant thought of others and how I may help meet their needs. And I find that that happens automatically. I'm not purposely doing that, but I can tell you that it is a trick that I play on myself if I catch myself in self-centered thinking. If I'm absorbed with myself, I find myself, I don't know, wandering around a store with money I don't have, buying things I don't need. I go, who, what am I doing here? Who can I be helpful to? Who can I make a phone call to? Who can I reach out to? Or, God, who needs me? Let them call me. And I just rely on the power to flow through me and get unblocked again. On page 25 it says, But we saw that it really worked in others, and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we had been living it. When, therefore, we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have found much of heaven, and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence, which we have not even dreamed. This is right in the middle of this, uh, of there is a solution. And the solution is, you know, I see that it works in others, and they approach me. My, my posturing for this is not to go find a sponsor, how about if a sponsor approaches me? The problem's been solved in them, right? The problem's been solved in us. Then it's my responsibility to reach, to put my hand out, and reach out, and see if I can be helpful. I mean, as a sponsee, I don't know what I need. <laughs> I think I need somebody that's got a great, cute outfit, and I like her personality, but that's wrong. Is she abstinent? Is she sober? Is she practicing these things, you know, through the book? She's not going to, hopefully she's not going to counsel me with therapy or some kind of, you know, layperson experience. I need somebody that knows what is in this book and shows me that path to take. Um, and am I doing that as a sponsor? 
You know, I don't want to, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So on page 63, it says, we had a new employer. Being all-powerful, he provided what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his work well. And for me, that's steps 11 and, and 12. Step 11 is how I keep close to him. Step 12 is performing his work. How do I perform his work? Well, you know, I had a spiritual awakening, so now I'm going to try to carry the message to the alcoholics, and by practicing these principles in every one of my relationships, my roles that I have in life, that could be how I go I'm going to perform his work well. I don't know what the work is. i got to constantly ask, what do you want me to do today? What is your will for me today? Which brings me right to the third step prayer. And the third step prayer is all about victory over self so that I can reach out and help somebody else. Mm. You know, God, I offer myself to thee mm. to build with me and do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self. Why? So I can better do God's will. Take away my difficulties. Why? Because then the victory over them may bear witness to those that I could, I could help of God's power, God's love, and God's way of life. Right? May I do his will always. It's not my, it's not my power. It's the power of God that's flowing through me if I stay unblocked by using these 12 steps. Marianne Williamson calls us miracle workers. I believe that. I really believe that. I've had tastes of that, and it, it feels amazing. There's nothing that's been more um, rewarding in my life than to see somebody else get this. The lights come on, and you see an awakened spirit, and, you know, my mentor says, have you reproduced the spiritual awakening in someone else? Have you helped to do that? And I thought, wow, that's really arrogant. But is it? It's, it's kind of humbling, because I know that it's not the power that I have, that it's the power of God through me that's going to actually reproduce a spiritual awakening. I'm a creative woman. I love to create. That's the that's amazing things we can create right there, right? A spiritual awakening in someone else. And then uh, for our last one, we're going to look at page 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. Wow, that's a new way of praying. I never prayed for other people. I prayed for myself. God, keep me abstinent. God, help me with this. I swear to God, give me some good blood results and I'll stay abstinent. Like I needed proof you know, in, in the pudding before I would actually, you know, do this thing and sign up for life? Like, what is that? But now, you know, that is my prayer. Every morning I say, God, help me have open ears. Let me see them. Keep my eyes open. Don't let me walk over them. I know you're going to put them in my path. And I just trust that that's going to happen. So I'm asking each day in meditation what I can do for the man who is still sick. And everybody gets sponsored differently with me. Like, I don't know what it's going to look like. Their paces are different. I try to keep them on track, but I can't. It's like corralling cats. And, and then I realize I'm not in neutral, that I've got an agenda. Let me get on God's agenda, okay? She's working this way. And my job is to keep her in the timeline that's in the book. And, re and remind her, listen, you're, you're stalling a little bit. That concerns me. You're not, you're not aligned with the book. Our job is to stay aligned with the book, right? So it's not on my time. It's, it's the book's time. 
And uh, it says the answers will come if my own house is in order. For me, that's trust, trust God, clean house, help others, right? If my house is not in order and I am not in 10, I'm blocked off by some kind of fear, some kind of dishonest, self-seeking, selfish thoughts, right? How am I going to be useful to anybody? I'm blocked off again. I've got no power flowing in me, let alone through me, right? And I'm not really going to hear God's voice in my meditation because I, I just, I, I got nothing, right? I'm going to start hearing my own voice, and that's going to give me some real great direction on how I'm going to start directing your life. And it's happened to me, and I'm sorry to say that I've seen that in myself. So my 10s and 11s must be grounded before I work with other people, or I will use them as a drug. They will be my new obsession. And that's not pretty. Um, obviously, you cannot tr transmit something you haven't got. So here we go. We, 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 this is the, tr the trust God clean house part. See to it that your relationship is, with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. Not just for me. What good is that? What good is that? Look at me. I'm absent and sober. I got a new car, and I can, and I have like look at my great family, and look at. Chances are, I'm not going to have those things anyway if I don't stay connected with another alcoholic or, or food addict. So it's not. It's it's for me, but it's for uh, countless others. Countless. Uh, and if you think about it, like I don't know how my work, planting seeds affects, that person or who they come in contact with. That's pretty amazing when you think about that. I bet you that I can probably trace back my roots of uh, sponsorship back to Bill. I bet if I really, really looked into it, I can, I can eventually get to Bill. That makes me hopeful because I love Bill. I am Bill. I relate to Bill, right? So uh, the less watered down this thing is, the better it is. Uh, this is the great fact for us. This is a great fact, right? So those are the places where in our book you will find, you know, it's imperative to work with others. Um, it starts from the very beginning, and I like that, you know. If I have an experience with step one, there's nothing stopping me from reading the doctor's opinion, there is a solution, and more about alcoholism with another woman. I don't have to sponsor her. I can take that label right off of it. But I can get with a woman and I can read those chapters with her because I've had an experience myself. M chances are, if I have a really great teacher, I've got a great knowledge of what that means, step one, what it means to be a compulsive overeater, and I can transmit that. I can pass that on, right? If I have experience with amends, I can talk about amends, right? But really... To take somebody through, to know the big picture, and take somebody through on a map. I know where we're going eventually because I've been there, right? So that makes me a little bit more qualified than if I had no idea where I'm going because I'm still in step three. Um, but I can still be helpful in step three. I can still be helpful. There's many, many ways to help others, you know? Um, but the chapter, working with others, is very specific to step 12. That means I've gone through all 11, and now this is what I have to work with. It's not just driving people to meetings, talking on the phone, sharing recipes, whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever you. I don't know what, it, what that looks like. For everybody, it's different. But now it gets real specific on how, how I help others. And it took me many, many 
sponsees of reading this book, calling my sponsor, what do I do? All the answers are in here. For every scenario, they're in here, mm-hmm. right? But I forget that, and I want it easy, and I call my sponsor. Or, or I think I want to make up the answers. No, just go back and reread Working With Others as many times as you need to. I get something more every time I read it. Um, and that will end my portion.